Booze How Music proudly presents Sounds on Vinyl, the show that celebrates collecting and listening to vinyl. And now here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. This is the Sounds on Vinyl show, and my name, as always, is Phil Boyer. Until the day I change it. I don't know. I might have to. But <laughs> across the vast open sea where the Vikings used to sail their ships is my brother from another mother, Mr. Mike Svensson. Mike, how are things over there in Sweden? I'm thinking of changing my name to Phil. Oh. Wouldn't that be like, so, Philip or something there like that? There you go. More more international. Yeah, the more international. <laughs> <laughs> the more but dude, your first name, it's so international. You, your name is Michael. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, Svensson is not. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> it, it's that we, we wind ourselves up before we, we hit the record button, and, and, and now it's, it's kind of hard to, to wind down. Yeah. But it's, it's all in good fun. Yeah. I'm good. It, it, I, I told you this before. It's 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 warmer weather in 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 Malmo at, at the moment, so I'm pretty happy about that. We don't get any snow, and the winds are pretty mild. Mm. Uh, so um, it's mostly the weather for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in, in like in from from early November until like well, you know, till spring comes. I'm more focused on the weather because I, I hate the you, you just go hibernate cold, like a bear. You just go in there. I, I you, do. You just, I do. You, you drink whiskey. You spin records, and that's about it. Yeah. Oh, I've been writing a lot of music. Oh. Know? Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. You got. You know, I got like two bands right at the moment. You, I got Grand Reserva, mm-hmm. and then I, I. Um, I started to sing in another band mm. with a couple of friends of mine. They're called Solid Rust. Solid so Rust. we're writing music for yeah, nice. writing music for that project. Yeah, it's it's great, really good. It's it's great. It's great stuff. It's it's different from Grand Reserva, a little darker, um, tuned down, uh, more like a grungy feel to it. Not Nirvana so, grunge, uh, but more of a no, not like Nirvana a, grunge, uh, like a sludge uh, grunge kind of thing. Yeah, the other band that you like so much, Alice in Chains. Oh and, and yeah, Soundgarden and, and yeah, that. yeah. But it's it's more like it's. I wouldn't say that we sound like any of those bands because it's. Well, let's settle for it's tuned down. Okay. Yeah, so it's a tuned down. Well, kind of thing. Can't wait for that so, stuff, man. You see, a lot of happening. A lot going on. Lots happening. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You see? Hmm? And spinning vinyls, of course. Well, yeah. That's Always a given. Vinyl. That's a given. Yeah. Yes. And buying shit loads of vinyls. Because what else is there to do when, when the weather is like this? <laughs> I have to go. So I go to my friend Hendrik's place uh, and uh, at Gantofta, and I buy a shitload of records from him. Sweet and yeah, and coming home with with like stuff that I already have, but with different pressings. Yeah, well, you know the deal. Mm-hmm. Don't judge me. Nobody's judging, man. Or we're all envious. Or do we're all envious? <laughs> yeah, we're envious yeah. of your giant ass collection. 
So you see, mm-hmm. that's right. So and and if and if you want, you can check that out on Instagram. There you go. It's at sounds on vinyl. Gratuitous Instagram plug right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, it kind of smooth. No, it was <laughs> right, not. right in there. Right in there. Okay, so what's going on here? Well, we're still in the seventies, man. We're still in the seventies. We're talking about that the last couple weeks. We shared our top uh, top five, which Mm -hmm. ultimately ended up being a top ten of the the seventies. We split it up between seventy and seventy five and seventy five to seventy nine. Some good stuff Mm -hmm. in there. Uh, If you missed those episodes, go check it out because they're a lot of fun. But today we're going to get a little more generic and we're going to start talking about uh, the, the music in general. You know, we had, we, you know, we talked about the 60s and how they had their eclectic mix of different flavors and stuff. And the 70s actually mm-hmm. kind of continued on that trend. You know, we had the prog rock with bands like Genesis and Yes and Rush. Rush being one of your favorite bands of all time there, Mike. Oh, yes. We, we had the album-oriented rock or AOR with Blue Oyster Cult, Boston, Aerosmith. Talked a lot about Aerosmith the last couple of weeks. Um, we also had rock that that had heavy non-rock influences like Leonard Skinner, the Eagles, Molly Hatchet. We also had bands that carried over from the 60s and kept kicking ass like The Who, Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin. You know, they kept those 60s, that 60s vibe alive and well. Um, but basically, you know, we, the seventies music, at least in the beginning, it was really feeding into the turmoil, um, with the Vietnam war and stuff like that. And, and, and all the protests that were going on. So it was a very mm-hmm. interesting time for music. At least I know in the United States, I don't know if you guys had a lot of protests in the seventies, early seventies in Sweden with, with the there war was and some stuff pro- like that. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing like uh, in your neck of the woods. Um, some small protests uh, of of the war, of course, mm-hmm. in in Vietnam, but but nobody cared. Nobody cared. So nobody gave a shit. No, nobody cared. Nobody <laughs> gave a shit. So well, but the music, we got the music though. Yeah. So we're happy for that. Yeah, I think the music-wise, I think the war and the protests really influenced more of the folk stuff like Dylan and um, who else am I thinking of? Uh, I can't think of her name. Um, Credence? Well, yeah, a little bit there, too. Um, I want to mm-hmm. say Joni Mitchell, but that's not right. Um, uh, okay. Priest covered one of her songs. Uh, anyway. But uh, yeah. But yeah. And then on top of all of that, we had the shock rock, which, Ooh. right? We've got Alice Cooper, Kiss, even the Ooh. Sabbath's Ooh. devil imagery, you know, mm. all that stuff, right? Oh, yes. And we had King Diamond. His, all the good stuff. <laughs> mm. Early, early King Diamond with uh, his band Brainstorm before he did the whole merciful fate thing in the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we kind of, along with that, though, it's debate time. We have to talk about the whole glam idea because there's this mm-hmm. glam thing that kind of popped up. I called it shock rock, but a lot of people call it glam. I don't I don't really mm-hmm. like the moniker. So uh, l- l- let's talk about this. So do bands like Queen, Alice Cooper, Kiss, David Bowie, um, ABBA even, you know, do they belong in this glam category? 
glam, of course, being this androgynous kind of look, right? Where, yeah, you know, makeup and all that stuff. I mean, sure, Kiss wore makeup, Alice Cooper wore makeup, but is that really glam? I don't know. Hmm. I, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I, I don't like the moniker glam. Yeah that much at all uh but i i'm guessing that that people have to put names on everything i i'm i, I don't see kiss as a as a glam Mm-mm. glam rock band i i actually don't uh they try to do some glam before they put on their makeup in in the early early 70s but I mean, David Bowie's more glam. Yeah, David Bowie, I, mean, I would agree. With, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 in the rock genres, you got the the New York Dolls. Uh, they were they were glam, but I don't know. I don't. I mean, know. ABBA, a glam band? Nah, come on, come on really? Nah, that's that, that's disco. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, it just I don't know, well, man. I, I, I think it's like you said, people need to to categorize that and, and I don't know. I, I think it was people, different uh, stuff and people didn't know how to react to it, so we have to give it this no. sort of negative yeah. moniker and I don't know. Yeah, cause I've been talking to people about this and uh, and they say, Oh, so you like those glam bands? What? What do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, you 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 mentioned the, mentioned. Uh, I mean, no, I like their music. I don't care if they're called the glam band. Who who cares about stuff like that? I mean, who cares if? I mean, I I really don't care if Metallica is in the genre of trash metal. For me, it's metal music. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is Judas Priest? It's, oh, we'll, course, we'll get into way. that. We'll we'll get into that yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, all right. Yeah, that, that's a whole that's a whole Glenn. different debate that we've got oh. coming up. Oh, it's a oh. So stay Ooh. stay tuned for our second debate I, of the I, evening here. I I will. I'm I'm here. You're here. I'm, You're not going I'm anywhere. Not going anywhere. Okay, sweet. No, 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 no. Because otherwise, have I'd have to debate whiskey. myself, and we don't need to have that in public, right? <laughs> Nobody needs to be seeing or listening to that. So. Now, I, you know what? Oh, when man. I think of glam, I'm going to tell you what I think mm-hmm. of. I think of yes. more of the 80s hair metal with bands like Poison and yeah. Warrant yeah. and all those bands that we don't ever talk about on the show with very good reason. And, and, well, I and, don't know how to and, rant. And if you're just listening to this and not seeing the video, Mike just threw up in his mouth a little bit when I mentioned those bands. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But. Speaking of Kiss, yes, we have to talk about all the Swedish bands that were influenced mm-hmm. by the band Kiss. You know, as mm-hmm. I sit here in America and I listen to all all the guests that we had on last year, you know, a lot of yeah. them being Swedish musicians, all are citing yes. Kiss as an influence. And and I have to think that you know is is it a rite of passage over there that that if you don't like Kiss or ABBA, then you're not actually Swedish and you have to they they deport you to some island somewhere where I don't know. 
Yes. Is that how it works? <laughs> just, just leave it at that. We'll just leave it yes. at that. Yes. Yes to all your questions. And, and I think that's great. Let's just, no. Uh, I think on a more serious note, it's, I think that Kiss, uh, apart from ABBA be, being like in our blood, I, I mentioned this before. I, I, I didn't own uh, an ABBA album until I was like an, an adult, uh, but I can sing uh, like 70% of every ABBA song there is. If it w- one comes up on, a, on the radio, I can, can sing uh, the words and, 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 and lyrics to, to it. So it's, it's in our DNA. Uh, when it comes to Kiss, I think that magazines in Sweden, especially one magazine called the Poster Magazine, Right from the get-go, right from like 1974, 75, some, somewhere around that, it started with this like big-ass uh, like newspaper thingy with like printed in full color. Mm. And I remember that were, it was a German dude. His name was Hans. He um, He lived in Sweden. And he actually contacted the Casablanca records and ask them to take uh, special photos that were exclusively for, for the poster magazine. So you grew up with kiss and ABBA and all those great bands and you can put them up on your wall and to be able to, I spoke to my son about this the, the other day and he, he told me what, what's, why do you think Kiss is such a great band? Well, except for the music, which I really love, uh, it's like having a because uh, uh, he's into Marvel mm. and and all the superhero stuff. Right. So t- being like seven or eight years old, having these cartoonish uh, people like superheroes playing rock and roll music till your ears bleed. I mean, it's, and you can put them up on the wall and they're crazy looking and, and, and whatnot. And with that being so available for us and the fact that they came to Sweden in 1976 for the first time in May of 1976, people like older generations than me but there are like five or six years older, born in like early sixties. They were at those shows, and we're talking to those people when we're growing up and listening to all the 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 crazy stuff that that they were able to to witness at first hand. Going to the shows, they played. Uh, two shows in Sweden, one in uh, Stockholm and one in Lund, and uh, outskirts of Malmo, and one in Copenhagen. So there's a lot of people in Sweden that 1976 went to see Kiss play live, and then you got the Postal Magazine with all the stories and from the road, and and you can see pictures of them. So that's why I think that people grew up with Kiss because it was like 
totally outrageous. <laughs> so uh, it was it was uh, the shock the, value for the most part yes. that got the eyeballs, oh, yeah. and then the music sort of came a little bit after oh, that. Oh, oh yeah, yes, mm. yes. I I uh, I almost shit my pants the first time I heard Kiss. <laughs> uh, I've told this a million times. It, it was me, me and a me and a buddy who went. With this, this cool kid, he was a couple of years older than us, and we went to his apartment, and he played Kiss Alive for us. And the roar of the crowd, and he cranked the stereo, uh, and and it, it was like, and then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose with bombs blowing up, and and I mean, and the loudness in his speakers, man, <laughs> still to this day, I can feel them. If I close my, it'll rattle my fucking brain. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and that was a deuce with, from Kiss Alive. And, and it's still one of my all time favorite albums. So, so yeah, the shock factor for sure. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say that because I was reading this article yesterday and it was uh, an interview with Gene Simmons and they were asking him, like, how much would you sell the rights to your catalog for? And his mm -hmm. answer was basically, how much do you have? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and and he yeah. was saying, like, unlike a lot of bands, they have this this trademark look. Right. It's it's it it's, goes beyond the music. You know, it, it, mm -hmm. it, and it's interesting because on one hand, he says, well, Kiss can continue even after him and, and Paul are no longer around. Um, but at the same time, he's like, you know, it's, it's us and that can't be replicated. It's this look, it's this, no. this persona. It's, it's all the trademarks that we have, the kiss coffins, the kiss, this, the kiss that. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it is mm -hmm. crazy how much kiss stuff there is. It just, I remember when you and I met in, in Vegas and Gene was down there with his, his vault. Right. And they had this little kiss. Yeah area right with the the kiss golf and all mm -hmm. that over there and yeah. and it, there's just so much kiss i i'd hesitate to call it memorabilia because i think it's it's much more than that i mean there's books there's there's all sorts of stuff um yeah there's you know it it's it just it's it's insane that these days you've got a lot of bands going either to coffee or booze to get that extra revenue coming in Kiss, it mm -hmm. seems like they've always had that. They've always had those multiple yeah. revenue streams coming in that go well yeah. beyond just your basic merch, right? It, it, they're yeah, yeah. And, but, <clears throat> yeah, but they they had a manager, uh, uh, Bill O'Coin, uh, um, who he came from television, uh, uh, and he saw everything more. It was bigger. It was more flashy. It was more like... He saw what nobody else did w with Kiss, uh, how to exploit that thing with where, where you go. Um, I don't know much about that band, but they're Kiss. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is I, I, I was talking to actually my daughter this time about H&M, you know, you know, the big... Um, mm -hmm. Uh, the Swedish store. Mm -hmm. It's all over. It's worldwide. Worldwide. But they sell like uh, they sell Metallica T-shirts. They sell Nirvana T-shirts. They sell Ramones, and of course Kiss. And 
and she's she's like me. Why are you wearing a T-shirt when you don't know anything about the music? And mm -hmm. and there was a girl in 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 her class with a Metallica T-shirt, and she is a, so oh cool. So you like Metallica? Who? Uh, you got a Metallica T-shirt on. So you're into metal music? No, it's just a cool shirt. And she was asking the same thing to another one with a Kiss t-shirt. And that girl could actually say that is rock and roll music. And and that she knew that they were a band. The girl with the Metallica t-shirt, she didn't know. She, had no she clue. didn't know they yeah. were a band. She didn't she didn't she didn't care. But when when Immediately, you see those four faces painted. Mm -hmm. There, there is something there, and 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 even though that that the girl couldn't say any song, uh, and and when when my daughter she, she hummed the the uh, the lyrics for "I Was Made for Loving You," said, oh yeah, oh yeah, I know that, yeah, that's Kiss, but the Metallica one, no clue, yeah, no clue. So it's a, it's a powerful thing with, with those four faces, the, those four painted faces, mm -hmm. and the merchandise thing coming with that. Yeah, and for better or worse, I don't know. <laughs> but but they definitely. I'm into the music. Yeah, yeah, and and the music mm -hmm. definitely did influence a lot of bands that even came yeah. after them in the '70s, but oh, '80s, yeah. '90s now i mean you know mm -hmm. it's 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 crazy yeah. and talking about influence so where where do you land on on david bowie bowie fan yes no uh uh if there is a thing when you go yes and no i would say yes okay okay uh, i'm still trying to figure him out right right i i actually bought a couple of albums um some from the dollar bin just to check them out. <laughs> right. Because th I, I think there is, for me, there is something special with that dude. It's it's like Alice Cooper. Mm -hmm. I love Alice Cooper. Right. But, but David is it is so mystical with all the changes from the White Duke to, to Sega Stardust and, and all that stuff. And, I mean, he's an enigma. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, his music changed from... You know, into the seventies to the eighties and and all that, and yeah, and it, it's. But you know, again, I was reading an article about him, and his estate just sold his catalog for mm -hmm. two hundred and fifty million. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's yeah. a hell of a lot of money. But I'm also thinking, yeah. wow, for a guy that was so influential, is that enough? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I mean, because Bowie's know. another one of those those artists that come up when you say, "Oh, who's your influence?" I mean, Bowie's always right up there. Oh yeah, always yeah, yeah, right yeah, up yeah. there, right. and mm -hmm. it's just it, it's crazy. But yeah, you mentioned Alice Cooper, another guy so influential in oh yeah in in music even these days. I and, just and we've Alice. talked about Alice Cooper in the oh yeah mm. when we we're talking the last couple of weeks, but it's yeah oh yeah just that that. Yeah, just amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kiss and Alice, man. Yeah, there you go. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah. yeah. Right, now, are are those the, your top two bands in the seventies? Like, if you had to pick your top two uh, uh, in the seventies, put you on the spot right now. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. If we go with the seventies, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, but beyond Alice and David Bowie and ABBA and Queen and Zeppelin, we've got this little band that came out called Black Sabbath. Again, we've talked oh, about man. Sabbath a lot. You know, they had this doomy, heavy mm. sound. But what it did was it changed music forever. Now, mm. I'm going to say something. How can we not talk about them? Well, How you got to we talk not? about them. But I'm, I'm going to talk. I'm going to yeah. say something that might be a little controversial. And people may not agree okay. with this. But I mm-hmm. find it interesting that Sabbath came out. They released their, their two debut records in 1970. And they were so influential. They were so different. They were so unlike anything we ever heard before, but we didn't really hear their influence until the eighties. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course you mentioned priest a little ways back, you know, there, there was a little bit of Sabbath style on the rock and roller record with the song winter, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's little bits and pieces here and there, but for the most part, we didn't really start hearing like heavy, heavy stuff until the eighties. Mm-hmm. So mm, I agree. You agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was that delayed response on the influence. I don't think anybody, you, you can't get around Sabbath's influence on music but I feel like it was delayed. I feel like Zeppelin influenced a lot of stuff right off the get-go, the Who, as we talked about, Alice Cooper, Kiss, all that stuff. But with Sabbath being so different, where people just, you think they were just scared to go down that that dark road? I I think that it's, I, I think it's a matter of if we go with those bands that made it, so that can, we can enjoy their music today uh, that were influenced by by uh, bands like Sabbath. If we go with Metallica, I think it's an age thing. I mean, for, I mean, 1970, and I mean, w- what is Lars, like 60-something, uh, 58? Yeah, I think it is, I think the, all those guys are in their like mid to late fifties, aren't they? Yeah, so nobody has turned sixty, I think. Yeah. So they, they were born like nineteen sixty six, seven, somewhere around there, and they were like ten years old in nineteen seventy seven. If if we go with with that, right? So and they started Metallica in nineteen eighty one. And then it, it was like they were teenagers, right? Yeah, go, going with Sabbath. So I think if you're a teenager growing up with Sabbath, then you have to be in the early '80s with the influence on 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 bands like Sabbath. There was bands that tried to do what Sabbath did simultaneously, but they failed. Mm-hmm. So we don't ever hear about them, <laughs> but but right. then you had like you mentioned Judas Priest. I think to some extent they were influenced, being from like um the same parts of England. 
but they did something different. And I don't know that Judas Priest in the 80s were influenced by Sabbath, but I mean, it all came from the UK. So I think that, that I mean, I think Ossian and Rob knew one another. I, I'm not sure, but but it's it's sort of like Birmingham and on and all those cities around there. I mean, I think there is something there because you got a lot of stuff mm -hmm. coming out of those places, music wise, w when it comes to metal music. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at a band like Judas Priest, on one hand, I feel like especially the stuff in the '70s is not metal. It's more rock. No. But then mm -hmm. I listen to some of the songs and I'm like, geez, man, that's kind of heavy. That, yeah, I guess, I guess that is metal. But, and then that got me thinking, what the fuck is the difference between hard rock and metal? What makes a metal <laughs> song a metal song? What makes a hard rock song a hard rock song? So that, that's, that's our second debate for the night. So what do you mm -hmm. think? Is there is there really a, a, a difference? Well, th th you coined a phrase from from the UK in the early eighties with the new wave of British heavy metal, right? So, so yeah. So, what is metal and what is hard rock, and and where did it all change, and where did one thing start and another? Uh, I don't know. I mean, for for me, metal is more playing it, it's more doing uh more of the punk thing mixed in with with the heavy riffs okay if if you listen to to judas priest in the early 80s i think that it's more with a punk feel to it than it's with a blues feel so for me it's hard rock it's more of a bluesy feel to it okay all right uh and and metal is more like playing somewhat faster and more technical thing with, with like maiden and judas priest and 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 whatnot i don't think motorhead is metal i don't think motorhead is is metal music uh s since it's a lot of rock and roll in 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 the stuff that that lemmy wrote Okay, because he's influenced by that by like the fifties and sixties. Right. He's he's his his voice is is heavy though, so people tend to go with, oh, it's got to be metal, but it's, uh, talking, uh, listening to the, the interviews that he did, uh, uh, he wouldn't go as far and say that he he that's why he introduced. Motorhead every time he went on stage. Hey, we're Motorhead and we play rock and roll because mm -hmm. that's how he saw them. Uh, they were he he, he they they played at some punk venue and they're f too soft for the punks and too heavy for for like the hard rock <laughs> crowd. So it, they were like in between. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, but if you listen to if you listen to clo closely to Motorhead, it's a lot of bluesy stuff in there mm -hmm. uh and uh but there i think that that's it 
but they're like know. a metal band, though. I mean, everybody considers them a metal band. Everybody considers Priest a metal band. I mean, Rob Halford is the yeah. metal god, right? So they have mm-hmm. to be metal. But, I mean, if you listen to songs yeah. like Before the Dawn and Dreamer Deceiver, great songs. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but they're not. They're barely no. hard rock. <laughs> they're rock. Yeah. But do, do, do you do you do you consider Motorhead, Motorhead a metal band? Do I? No, I I, yeah. I would agree. I agree with your entire assessment of hard yeah. rock versus metal and and where Motorhead fits mm-hmm. in. I, I would agree with that. I I think yeah. you know some people have that um, image. Also, you know, mm-hmm. Motorhead has this image, this badass image. So I think they get pushed into the metal category um yeah but again yeah i i I agree i think they're more of a rock and roll band i i put them in the same categories i would kiss yeah you know really yeah there's not yeah Yeah. i don't want to see there's not a lot of difference between the two because there is but in in concept right there's yeah they're yeah i mean i could see them both opening you know playing the same gig and, and stuff so yeah 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 yeah, because the difference is is Lemmy's voice. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so when you look at at a band like Danzig, mm-hmm. where where does Danzig fit in? And I and I know we're we're getting into the eighties here. We're gonna we're cheating a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. but for the purposes of this mm-hmm. debate, because here here's a guy that came from the punk side of things. Yeah, started this this. In fact, a lot of the the Sam Haynes stuff, a lot. Well, a lot of the stuff that was on Danzig's first record was actually Sam Haynes songs first. They were mm-hmm. actually Sam Haynes demos, and then this producer came in and go, "You really should do it differently and and do Danzig." So is Danzig metal or is it hard rock? Because there's a lot of blues influence in that because he's a big blues. Yeah, dude. I know. Yeah, I will put them in the same category as Motorhead. Oh. Really? It's it's rock and roll. Okay. Since Glenn is there is so many melodic stuff to his songs. I mean, you've, you listen to the first album with Twist of Kane, mm-hmm. Kane and I Am I Demon and and so forth. It's it's bluesy stuff and in his voice and it's he didn't he didn't bring Except for his own attitude, he didn't bring a lot of punk music into Danzig. It, it was just his own attitude because mm-hmm. he came from the the punk music. Yeah, it's not when when you listen to uh, you got a, a punk band like Black Flag and you got Henry Rollins and he did his own thing. It's it's like punk music all over again with a d- different costume. Mm-hmm. I mean, when 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 um, Danzig left the Misfits to go solo. He brought on a completely different deal for me. I mean, listen to those albums. It's there. It's uh, no no fast guitars, no fast drums. It's it's very mellow. It's it's very tuned down, and it's it's his voice is completely different. So uh, I I would say rock and roll. Hmm. I would say okay. I I think I'd go more hard rock, 
bordering yeah. on metal. I think he's got some really mm-hmm. heavy stuff going on with, um, yeah. you know, you, you look just at talk, talking about those. Yeah. Those three first album, those three first albums. That's the only thing I know uh, with Danzig. So, right. When, when, when you look at, at songs like, um, when death had no name, which I think was technically a Sam Haynes song, but he did release mm-hmm. it as Danzig on, um, what do they call it? One of those lost tracks kind of records. I I think that's pretty fucking heavy. I think that's, that's, mm-hmm. I would consider that a metal song. It's got that doomy Sabbathy kind of vibe to it. So I, okay. I would say hard rock to metal, but yeah, yeah, there you go. So when was that released? Was it later on? The the lot. Oh well, when Death had no name, they would play that live on the Danzig One tour. Okay. So um, he used a lot of like I, I feel like that dude wrote a lot of music. <laughs> We're really jumping into the eighties already. Yeah, That's next yeah, week. Yeah. But um, I, yeah. I feel like he wrote a lot of stuff early, and he just sort of yeah. He had all these ideas that he used and, and stuff like that. So it's it's hard to say when this stuff was written and for what. I feel like I said, like a lot of the the Danzig One stuff was Sam Hain songs. They were intended okay. to be released as Sam Hain, but all but right. ended up being Danzig. So it's who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But it's yeah. It, it it's I, I think it's sort of fun to have these debates and see what people think about these different genres of music. So if you're listening mm-hmm. out there, let us know. Hit us up. What what makes a metal song a metal song? What makes a hard rock song a hard rock song? Is there a difference between rock and roll and hard rock too? We could go down mm-hmm. that road because I mean, you look at Motorhead oh, yeah. is is that hard rock or is that just rock? You know. So I th- I think you. It, it, it's interesting to understand how people's ears hear things and, and what their take oh, yeah. is on it, you know, and, and that, that's a lot yeah. of fun. But sadly, we're done with the 70s. We're kicking the 70s out. We're oh. done with it. See, we we, yeah. we we barely got through the 70s. We had to jump into the 80s because this, <laughs> the 80s is like our fucking vibe, man. That That's where we. It is. That's the, the era that we grew up in. It's arguably like the best genre or decade for music, I think. Just not mm-hmm. even rock and metal, but all over the place, right? Um, including a, a, a genre of music that started in the late 70s, went into the 80s. It's a little genre you might have heard called disco. Disco was the oh, yeah. rock killer. When disco came out, <laughs> everybody's like, okay, that's it. Rock and roll is dead. It's dead. It's no more. Just give up on it. Kiss started doing disco songs. Yeah. Which <laughs> they, they did yeah, one. I, they I, did I, one I, at least. <laughs> they did one, yeah. Horrible but song. Then they all, yeah. Horrible. And, and they, they actually they did a... Uh, some would argue that they did a whole album with the... the uh, after Dynasty, which had I was made for loving on, and mm-hmm. it's unmasked, uh, and it, it was a lot of 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 disco. It's a it's an ABBA feel to it. Oh, to the, you to know, actually, whole, now that you say that, album. you're right. I, I do yeah. hear a lot of ABBA influence. See, yeah. even Kiss I, was influenced by Swedish's love for Kiss and. <laughs> 
<laughs> they just had to grasp, you know, glom onto ABBA. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's so all melted together. To that, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> wow. And I, ju- I just love that album. I can't help myself. I, do you? I, I think it has, yeah, I think it has to do with, with growing up having, having the ABBA sound in my DNA. I, cause mm. I, I know there's a lot of Kiss fans that, that freaking hate that album. Oh God. And I just love it. I, I, it's, I sing along like I do with ABBA. I sing along. Oh God. It's, it's, that I was fun. made for loving you song. If I never hear that. that yeah, no, Beth, no, no, no. You talked about Beth, but yeah. that song, I would rather yeah. listen to no. Beth than, ah, than, ah. God, that that I was made yeah. for loving you. That was that makes my ears bleed and not in a good way. No, no, no. That's just I, no. That's I, bad. I that's bad. I'm not talking <laughs> about that that particular song. No, I'm talking about the, the unmasked album. Yeah. I I mean there is uh, I if if I don't hear I was made for loving you uh, from this day on I I I'll be a happy camper. Yeah, because I I really don't dig that song. Uh, no, but but. Talking about the disco stuff, I, I I get where people are going with this. If you were a band, you you had to make a living, you had to do crazy shit like that. But hey, who who are we to judge? It's I don't know. I actually got into uh, the whole disco scene, man. Yeah, I you did, did, man. I I, I had a yeah. uh, glitter ball in my bedroom hanging from the ceiling. Oh shit! I wore the nice. no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I did get ah, into disco ah, though. Ah. Actually, you know what? When yeah. when my the white suit, with yeah, Travolta? the white suit. Like with, with, I was John yeah. Travolta, oh, yeah. man. I was John Travolta oh, yeah. back in the day, right? With the back slick hair and yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude. Oh it was, man, yeah, it was epic. Oh, I'm getting images right now. All <laughs> fail going. <laughs> Actually, there was a time where when we were living in California, my wife and I, um, I would come home late from work and. I would bring home pizza and there's a local radio station that would have disco Saturday night. And we would listen to that, listen to disco and we'd play like, you know, eat pizza and do whatever, you know, play cards or whatever after the kids were all in bed and stuff. And, and, uh, that was, that was our Saturday nights, man. It was, it was kind of fun sometimes, you know? Yeah. Cool. You know, we had a bunch of young kids in the house, couldn't go out and party. So we brought the party home. With disco and yeah. pizza. Dancing queen. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Donna Summer. The oh, village yeah. people. She chic. was on Casablanca, man. Come on. She was on Casablanca Records. I had to buy a freaking Donna Summer album t- just to get her. Because get, get, she's on the same label as Kiss. For crying out loud. I have oh, to own one of man. Donna Summer's albums just to, just to check out the, the uh, I mean, the center. Center piece with, with the Casablanca logo uh, and, and so that was fun yeah, you but see here's the thing it was here's the mm-hmm. thing though with disco everybody's like oh rock's dead but they didn't know what was coming they didn't know about all the the Def Leppards and the Iron Maidens and all oh, that yes. good stuff right the hair bands mm. you know those mm-hmm. rock and roll well I mean not my flavor but mm. no, mm, no. you know but we have to mention we them. have to mention them, right? And and where is disco today? But a distant memory. Mm. Whereas rock and roll oh. is still fucking here. Yes. So we're gonna say goodbye to the seventies. Hello to the eighties. So next week we're gonna kick off the eighties. 
and talk about the decade from 1980 to 1989. Oh man! And I can't wait. We, we're getting it's closer to the so day the music died. Oh. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. You see? Oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be epic. Tearing it's going to be epic. up with Phil. Yeah. Yeah. So, and with that, we'll let you guys go spin some Donna Summer records. Oh, yeah. And some ABBA mm-hmm. records, sprinkling with a little Motorhead and Kiss in there. Oh, yeah. And so until next week. Later. Later. This has been Sounds on Vinyl, hosted by Mike Svensson and Bill Boyer. But it doesn't have to end. Join the Sounds on Vinyl community at soundsonvinyl.com forward slash community for exclusive content, music documentaries, chats, and more. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozhound Music in cooperation with Boozhound Entertainment. Thanks for listening and all your motherfucking support.